Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh huh. Rock and Royal. Uh huh. Rock and Navy. Uh huh. Know y'all with me. Uh huh. Let's get it, baby. Welcome uh-huh. to another edition of the KSL.com Cooper Beat Podcast. you with me. Late Friday night, September 23rd, 2022, BYU football players are tucked into their hotel rooms, uh, getting some sleep, getting some rest. Game day eve is upon us uh, for number 19 BYU and the University of Wyoming, rekindling an old, 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 old Mountain West, black, uh, Rocky Mountain skyline conference rivalry between the Cougars and the Pokes of Wyoming. Uh, this Saturday, 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN2 or live in front of you at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. Uh, I just barely walked off of campus, though, talking to two former Wyoming football players. And I think it's fair to call them both former Wyoming players because these are two players that you probably haven't heard a lot of. Um, these are uh, Mel Hamilton and John Griffin. From the 1969 University of Wyoming football team, a team that ranked as high as number 13 in the country after a 6-0 start to the season, um, John and Mel were part of what is now known as the Black 14. 14 players, uh, black Americans or African Americans, who were unceremoniously kicked off of the Wyoming football team for approaching head coach Lloyd Eaton and asking for permission to wear black armbands for a game against Brigham Young University to protest racial policies held by BYU and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, At the time, the church did not allow black men specifically to hold the priesthood um it was a a policy held since the early days of the church uh that was eventually rescinded in 1978 by then church president spencer w kimball but at the time in 1969 there is it was right in the middle of the civil rights movement in the united states um and to speak their mind as a form of kind of silent protest the these 14 black players wanted to wear armbands uh, in protest of the university. So they approached Coach Ian and asked for permission to do this. They said if, if Coach didn't give them permission, they weren't going to do it. But rather than talk it through, Coach Ian simply told them, you guys are no longer Wyoming Cowboys. You are no longer members of the football team. Um, dismissed them immediately. This was right before their game with BYU. The Pokes went on to win in Laramie. Um, they won one more game against San Jose State and then ended the season on a four-game losing streak. The next year, Wyoming went 1-9. Coach Ian was fired. Um, he passed away back in 2007 in, uh, at his home in Nampa, Idaho. And uh, Wyoming spent several years in a little bit of a tailspin. While these players, these 14 players, went their separate ways, many of them left football, many of them angrily were disappointed in the university for obvious reasons 
in the game of football for obvious reasons, uh, and even at BYU for kind of starting the ball, if you will, um, with uh, these issues. But something really remarkable has happened in the last 15 or 20 years where uh, every surviving member of the Black 4 team has reconciled with the university. The university apologized. They welcomed all 14 back on campus, awarded them their letterman jackets from the 1969 season, offered a written letter of apology to these 14 players. Um, and then these players, specifically Mel Hamilton, whose son joined the LDS Church, by the way, shout out to Malik, uh, Utah State graduate who worked at BYU for a while uh, as a uh, banquet chef. Um, Mel got several of his teammates together and they worked with the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, specifically Elder Gifford Nielsen of the uh, 70, former BYU quarterback. And for the last couple of years, they've put together food drives across the country to try to uh, feed underprivileged areas, donating over 100 tons of food. It started out in Mel Hamilton's neighborhood and it spread to Atlanta, to Washington, D.C., to uh, Fort Worth, Texas, to uh, cities around the country. So out of a really disappointing incident, a terrible incident, a gross incident, a lot of good has come from it, um, and a lot of healing. It's taken some time. It's been 53 years. But 53 years later, John Griffin and Mel Hamilton will be honored at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, before BYU's kickoff against the University of Wyoming. They will be the ceremonial Y lighters, lighting up the Y before the game. Uh, and the Black 14 will be recognized by the 65,000 in attendance at LES. So, really cool story. It's got a little bit of a happy ending, but I, I talked with John Griffin after this event, after a documentary made by students. Shout out to students over the Daily Universe. Um, you can find their 24-minute documentary about the Black 14 on YouTube. We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, and I talked to John after this incident about what it means to heal and what it means to, to come full circle uh, back at BYU for a game against Wyoming to be honored by a crowd that back in 1968, it felt like that would maybe never happen. So... Here's my interview with John Griffin, former Wyoming Cowboy, standout flanker, and a member of the Black 14 on the KSL.com Cougar Beat podcast. I know it's been a really long week for you guys, but... It has. Um, I have to admit that. It has. But it's, it's been a week of fellowship. It's been a week of... Any of the ill feelings that were out there, they're gone. Really? And I couldn't be more happy. Really. That's awesome. Mel was telling us a little bit earlier, um, this is the first time he'll have been here to Provo to the football field since I think that 68 season when you guys came here and played. It's the first time. The six, That's right. Is it, is it the same this for you? This is the first time since 1970 that I, that I will have the opportunity to step on that field. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Is, is there a, like a... I don't want to use a phrase like coming full circle because there's still so much work to be done, so much work that you guys have planned. But is there a little bit of, of 
kind of a circle coming back here to sort of a place, a university, I guess, where so much intersected now a couple of years ago when all of this, when all of this went down between Wyoming and BYU and, and the 14 of you and everything? I think so. I, I think a lot of healing has been done prior to this. Sure. 2019, obviously, with the University of Wyoming. That was, that was a wonderful affair. They did what they had to do to mend some open wounds. But I can draw parallels between that and what I've experienced this week. Is it's it's a healing process, and, and like I said in the in the uh, in the auditorium, you know this is this has been a week of fellowship, bringing two entities, actually three entities back together. Yeah. Wyoming's going to be on that field tomorrow. Yep. BYU's going to be playing. Yep. And we have representatives from the Mormon Church yep. who are now brothers, not adversaries. They're brothers and sisters. You know, think 10, 15, 20 years ago. I think that would have happened. No. Two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Well, and, and you spoke a lot about healing in there, about what it took for you personally yeah. to kind of get over yeah. it. It took you a good decade um, and, and everything. And, and I don't want to put necessarily too much on this project serving the community helping eradicate food insecurity but did joining up with the LDS church and the university and BYU and everything did that did that help in kind of the healing process of what you guys went through back in 1969 no question about it. we all healed and it, and it had to come out that way because we were all connected and so the healing process, you know, reached all three of us. And it was pretty, it was emblematic tonight. Right. What we saw um, in the crowd that was sitting and and how they reacted to the movie afterwards. And I saw the movie Wednesday night and I was deeply moved by it. Well, my question was, how are the, the, the administration of BYU... How are they going to react to this? Uh-huh. It was a resounding yes. I, I think we needed that, like right now. I think so, absolutely. It's, I, I grew up in this community. I grew up in Provo, went to high school across the street from here, and, and I think you're absolutely right. Like I think this entire community kind of needed this moment in a lot of ways, in, in so many ways. And even some of the students have, have, have come up to me saying, we needed this. I had a young lady when I came around the corner, and she stopped me and said, you know, thank you so much. She says, but we needed something like this. What does that say? Yeah. That says it all. Yeah. And, and you know, the reception we've gotten from uh, the students has been, wow, extraordinary. Um, I'd be totally remiss if I didn't ask you a football question. Sure. Because you are a former football player. I am. Wyoming football player. I am. Uh, now proud. They've accepted you guys back. And, um I'm not going to ask who you're going to be cheering for. That's pretty obvious, I think, tomorrow. I'm not going to ask for a score for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, but back in 1969, did you ever imagine that you and Mel would be on the field here at what, would, what was Cougar Stadium back then, lighting up the Y before a game? No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have imagined this five years ago. No. No. I, I, honestly, I had no interest. But I think what's helped me and, and the other guys is that 
you know, age, you know, uh, bearing the, you're welcome, thank you, bearing the hatchet. Yeah, kind of the time heals all wounds. Time heals all wounds, and the wounds have been healed. Um, They were healed in Wyoming three years ago. They're they're, they're healed here. You know, the healing has been going on related to here and the LDS Church since we decided that we need to do something together two and a half years ago. Yeah. And the reception of that project has been pretty incredible to see, I think. Like, just nationwide, it's been awesome. It's it's been incredible. And that's why we're, we're, we're... we're dead set on expanding it even more so, and and we're gonna we're gonna get back in the saddle next week and start planning. I, I I'm a strategy guy, so I, I, I everything I do has a strategy associated with. It. So I'm gonna be working with Elder Bennett, okay. um, strategizing with him. I'm going to be strategizing with the folks up in uh, Wyoming with the Cathedral Home. Uh, I'm going to be strategizing with Catholic Charities. I'm going to reach, be reaching out to a professor at Metro State, whom I know. Okay. And others that I'm, I have to think about how I'm going to approach them. Yeah. So this really is just the beginning. like It you is. Mentioned. It is. It's awesome. And that's what drives me.